Hello, hello and welcome to this brand new mini fiction series by Cutting Chai Stories. I'm your host Jayati Vora and for the next few episodes you will hear not the copywriting advice you're used to getting from me but instead you'll get the stories and voices of my students. Till December 2021 I was teaching creative writing to children and my very last class was about how to write narratives for podcasts and record them. If the audio quality is a little uneven, please bear with us. We had nine different recordings in nine different recording environments, and first-time podcasters doing their very best impressions of fearsome creatures and making homemade sound effects. What follows is the very first cluster of stories by third graders Agastya Patel, Jack Berengarten, Suraj Andra, and Adya Guru Prasad. As a group. They decided to set their stories in a world where a meteor landed on Earth and exposed a cave, on the other side of which was a land in which mythical creatures had come to life. Each child wanders into the cave and meets a different mythical creature. Our very first story is by Agastya Parul Vora Patel, who befriends a giant creature who has his own TV show. Anyone who knows Agastya will not be surprised that the two bond over making paper airplanes. A boy called Agastya met King Kong. He recognized King Kong because he was starring in Agastya's favorite TV show. They became best friends. They had sleepovers together. Kong taught Agastya to beat his chest and roar. Agastya taught Kong to make paper airplanes and play Beyblades and Pokémon. One day, Agastya and King Kong came across a demon called Alma. <laughs> OMG, I've never seen a huge creature like this before. Two heads, four arms, and as big as you, Kong. That's a creature. I'm not a creature, dummies. I'm a demon, and I'm here to kill all life on this planet so that Earth can be under my rule and become part of my planet. Prepare for your death. Not so fast. King Kong punched Alma in the face. Ow! Alma the demon fell heavily to the ground. Alma jumped up and tried to smush Kong with her 90,000 tons of body weight. King Kong lifted Alma up with his powerful arms and threw her back until she slid against a tree. Her back was bleeding and the soft soles of her feet were cut up and sore. She shook her head and scurried away in defeat. Oh man, we let her get away. Don't worry, we'll get her next time. The next day at 12 p.m., Agastya and Kong were at Blanco Dino, a restaurant for mythical creatures. The tables and chairs were huge, and Kong was gobbling up 17 plates of pancakes and 10 French toasts. Agastya was having one plate of eggs with a side of bacon and a small glass of orange juice. Just then, I am back. 
Everyone at the restaurant knew who Alma was because her face had been on the front page of all the newspapers that morning. Within 30 seconds, everybody except Kong and Agastya had run away. The two friends knew they had nothing to worry about though because they had a plan. 5 hours earlier, Kong had taken a massive leap into the sky with Agastya on his shoulder. They met their friend Adya and her dragon in the sky and told them about this 300 foot spike they knew about on the planet Mercury. If Adya and her dragon could fly there and bring it back over Earth, they could throw it down on Alma when she attacked. Would they help defeat the demon? Quick, signal to Adya that it's time to drop the spike. Kong got up from his chair and beat his chest. It was so loud that all the tables shook and all the leaves fell off the trees. Alma was still stomping towards them. Her terrible teeth yellow, red and green. Agastya thought there might even be some head-sized booger stuck in them. I will not fail in killing you this time. Her claws popped out so she could swipe them dead in a hurricane move when Ah! A 300-foot spike fell from the sky and pierced Alma's head and split her body in two. The other people at the restaurant came out of hiding and clapped for Agastya and Kong. As Alma's body split apart, her spirit wafted out. It looked like a blue ghost. It flew into the sky and disappeared into the clouds. No one saw it again after that. Look, it's Adya and her dragon coming down to the ground. Woohoo! We did it. We defeated the demon Alma. And most importantly, we saved the planet. Adya sat down at the table with the two friends. and grabbed another glass of orange juice to friendship and teamwork with that the four friends sat down and ordered more pancakes after all nothing else could be more important than brunch i hope you enjoyed agastya's story of meeting king kong the voice actors were king kong played by jack perengarten agastya played by agastya patel the demon alma played by Anya Samani and Adya played by Adya Guru Prasad all the children contributed their noise making talents for the sound effects next up we have a story by Jack Berengarten Jack encounters a misunderstood monster who turns out to be quite handy at saving the world One day in 1905 a meteor crashed into earth. A cave fell from the meteor and on the back side there were mythical creatures on the other side there was Jack. Jack went into the cave and there were all types of mythical creatures but there was one in particular one green scaly monster with scary teeth and a spiky tail. that began 
chasing Jack. Godzilla! Oh no, I have to escape. Jack ran out of the cave, but there was a crowd of people standing around who would be in danger. Everyone, run to your homes! All the people outside began screaming when they saw Godzilla. I'm not gonna kill you. My name is Godzilla and I'm here because I need your help to save the world. Jack wasn't sure he believed Godzilla, but he decided to listen to what the giant lizard had to say. Oh? Why would a scary creature like you need my help? There is an evil demon. The demon's name is Death. He wants to kill me because I am so powerful. And if he kills me, the entire planet will be next. Just then, Jack saw a creature in the distance. It was red as fire and had teeth sharp as knives. It had wings and a spiked staff and Jack knew at once that was the demon Godzilla was talking about. Oh my god, it's, it's Death the Demon! <laughs> the people who had stopped screaming when Godzilla began speaking started shouting again. Luckily, Jack had an idea to stop the demon. When the meteor crashed into Earth, it had created big holes in the ground, and inside one of them was a boiling vat of lava. Quickly, Jack grabbed a nearby bucket and carefully dipped it inside so he wouldn't get burned. Godzilla, I got a bucket of lava! With Godzilla's help, Jack poured the lava on the demon. But it didn't work! Let me try to stop him. Godzilla took a knife and a sword from the cave of mythical creatures and used them to stab death in the chest. The demon died. Everyone was so happy that Godzilla and Jack saved the world from death. They celebrated with a party and everyone was invited. Fireworks exploded in the sky to celebrate Jack and Godzilla's victory. No one was ever scared of a Godzilla again. Jack and Godzilla became famous for saving the town from the demon and they lived happily ever after. The voice actors in this story were Jack, played by Jack Perengarten, and Godzilla, played by Surajandra. Coming up next is the story by Adya Guru Prasad whose name and mythical creature you already met in the first story about King Kong. But Dragon Seer is not an ordinary dragon. And together, Adya and her new friends save the day, again, despite their inability to agree on anything. Adya crept through the mythical forest. I wonder. She was almost surprised when the forest didn't respond. It's just so alive. As if in response to her words, Adya heard rustling. And when she rounded the corner, she found a clearing with an astoundingly beautiful, shimmering dragon. Who are you? The dragon drew herself up. I am Deathseer. A dragon assassin. And you? I am Adia, and I kill dragon assassins. Really? No! 
The dragon blushed and tried to look dignified. And what are you doing in the realm of mythical creatures? It's a long story. Then give me a short version. A meteor hit Earth, the Earth exploded, my friends and I escaped and found the cavern here. That didn't seem so long to me. You asked for the short version. What are you doing? I am searching for an ancient jewel that contains the ghost of an evil dragon. A single touch can possess your soul. I plan to destroy it. Suddenly, Detsia's eyes went wide. She gasped and clasped her talons over her mouth. <gasps> I just told you what I'm doing, didn't I? I think so. Detsia began pacing and muttering to herself. She seemed annoyed. I can't believe I relieved my plan. And to a human of all creatures. Now she's going to insist on coming and getting herself killed. I can hear you, you know. And I won't be killed. I know how to fight. Why are you speaking like you are coming with me? Because I am. You can't. Why not? Because I said so. Why did you say so? This went on for quite some time, till finally... I am coming and that is that. Adia simply stated that she'd be going along. And so she did. Detsia sighed and gave in. And then they were off. Where are we going? We are going to see the dreaded cave of Deadly Jewel Garden by Dracon. Change your mind now? No, it was just a question. Eh, he'll regret it later. They flew in silence for a little while longer. Adia watched the pegasi, centaurs, and ogres as they went about their business below. Hang on, we're almost there. Her words were blown away by a ferocious wind that had just started. Almost like the dracon knew they were coming and wanted to distract them. What did you say? I said, ah! Three pegasi flew into Detsia's path and they collided midair. Adia almost fell off, but finally Detsia gained control of her wings and they lifted up again. <sighs> that was close. Too close. After a long flight, Detsia was tired and she took them down so they could continue on foot. Do you ha even have a plan? Yes. Well, it's not going to work if you don't tell me. Dracons are very cunning. This one is more likely to ask me a riddle than fight me. So I'll distract him and you take the vial of lava and pour it on the jewel. That will destroy it and right away. I understand. How much longer it will reach? Detsia pointed right ahead. Adia peered into the fog. In the distance, she could make out the entrance to a cave. As they got closer, the shape of an enormous creature could be seen just inside the entrance. How are we going to get in? How am I supposed to know? That dracon is twice the size of me. But the dracon had heard them and responded. You don't need a plan. You are not coming in. Then, true to Detsia's warning, the dracon asked a riddle that was impossible to solve. Detsia didn't even try to figure out the answer. Instead, she focused all her energy on distracting the other creature, so it wouldn't notice her human accomplice sneaking past. I would like to ask a question before I answer your riddle. How does a dragon fit 
into a small jewel like that. Thankfully, the dracon didn't turn around and missed seeing the little girl sneak into the cave. It's not an actual dragon, it's a spirit of one. The spirit can fit in an object of any size. Oh, you mean like an octopus? Yes, exactly. Wait, what? While they were arguing, Adya carried out her part of the plan and hid outside. Tetsia knew what she had to do next. Alright, Draken, I give up. I won! The Draken turned to look at the jewel, but all he saw was an empty stone pedestal. He uttered a sound of rage, but by the time he had turned back, Tetsia was gone as well. The unlikely pair were already heading back. Aren't you grateful that you brought me? I guess so. Come on, you know you couldn't have done that without me. Could too. Could not. Shows what you know. That continued for quite some time too. But by the time they made it back to the forest, they had declared a truce. For despite their bickering, they had managed to save the world. And that was a feat that deserved celebration. A feast, perhaps? How about ice cream? Ice cream will melt. I don't want to eat a puddle of cream. Cake. I hate cake. I hate ice cream. They settled on an ice cream cake. The voice actors in this story were Adya, played by Adya Guru Prasad, Detsia, the dragon assassin, played by Sejal Bansal, and Drakon, the evil dragon, played by Agastya Patel. The final story in this episode was written by Surajandra, who at the time of recording had a scratchy throat and powered through it. It features a demon and an evil robot and various sound effects made by all the children. One day, a giant meteor from space hit Earth. Suraj and his friends survived the crash and managed to get inside the cave formed by the meteor. Each of them went in four different directions looking for interesting things. Suraj went inside and found a demon called Blade. The demon was covered in scales and spikes and was quite the scariest thing that Suraj had ever seen. But Suraj had always wanted to befriend a magical creature, so he wasn't scared. Besides, Blade seemed to be smiling at him. Hi, my name is Blade. Can we be friends? Yes, you are a demon. Why would I not want to be friends with you? But why would you want to be friends with me? You're a demon, and I'm just me. Well, none of the other mythical creatures will play with me because how I look. You're the first one to talk to me in centuries. Suraj was astonished and a little pleased. It looked like Blade the Demon was a little lonely. Suraj vowed to be the best friend he could ever be to the little demon. Actually, Suraj, I do need your help. Well, that's what friends do. What do you need help with? I need your help fighting robots. Well, one robot in particular. Will you help me? Sure. Where are the robots? I have a teleporting machine that will take us there. Blade led Suraj to a shiny silver machine that looked like a squashed submarine. And the pair got in. Blade had Suraj press some buttons and in a flash, both of them teleported to the robots. 
Before they stepped out, Blade warned Suraj that he had tried to battle the evil Dr. Robot before, but he had always lost. Maybe with Suraj by his side, they would win this time. Hi, Blade. Looks like you brought a friend this time. Yes, and we will defeat you. How could Suraj and Blade defeat Dr. Robot? Dr. Robot was sparkling white with a big round head and short, stumpy arms and legs. He glided smoothly on rollers and could cross large areas in an instant. Despite Blade's fighting words, Suraj was a bit nervous. Could they possibly defeat Dr. Robot? You stand no chance against me. An epic battle began and the fighters called out their weapons as they unleashed them. Laser beam! Boom! Ouch! Now firehead bot! Ow, it burns! Now take this plasma blast! Now I am mad! Rage claw! Suraj was beginning to feel left out of all the action. Problem was, he didn't have any special powers or electronic gadgets he could use. But he did have his brain, so he used it. Let me get in, Blade. Take this, Dr. Robot. Suraj shoved an electric cable in Dr. Robot's mouth, turned on the electricity, and splashed some water on the robot's face. That was a big zap, little boy. But it wasn't enough to destroy me. Take this atomic blast. I hate you! Somehow, a force field bloomed around Blade and Suraj, and the atomic blast evaporated harmlessly upon touching it. Blade decided to take out the big guns, so he muttered to himself and stomped his feet, and in front of Suraj's eyes, he started growing taller and taller. Finally, he was as huge as a skyscraper, and he simply stomped on Dr. Robot, causing an earthquake. Ouch! I hate you, Blade! By now, the sparkling white of Dr. Robot's body had turned brown with dust and grime. There were several cracks in the shiny lacquer, and wires had started to come loose from his arms and knees. All they needed was one final attack to finally destroy Dr. Robot together. I need a human for this part, Suraj. Will you give me your hand? Here you go. What are we doing? The two held hands and the power of their friendship made their next attack stronger than it would have ever been on its own. Meteor shower! No! No, no! That was the killing blow and Dr. Robot broke down into little pieces. Both Blade and Sura jumped in joy and used the teleporter to go back to the cave. (coughs) After that day, Blade and Suraj became good friends and had tons of playdates. Luckily, none of them involved robots. The voice actors in this story were Suraj, played by Suraj Andhra, Blade the Demon, played by Amai Mala, Dr. Robot, played by Anya Samani. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the children and stay tuned for the next episode in this mini-series by my next group of third graders, all about closet portals into storybooks and the children who enter them.